Good evening and welcome to another episode of Bar Study, where we discuss love, law, libations. I'm your host, Shade Walker, a 3L at CUNY Law, and I'm accompanied by my lovely co-host, Shaniqua Parker, also known as Sha, also a 3L at CUNY School of Law. All right, girl. So, yes, love, law, and libations. Let's get into it. What's your drink, girl? Clink, clink, clink. What's your drink? Yes, I miss you. Cheers, girl. Cheers. Oh my God, my soul is so flat. <laughs> not let close your soul the back. Lord. <laughs> don't you hate when the person don't close the bottle right? Like, please. That's all I like having big sodas. And I, my roommates are those that I made, so I can't really complain. Mm-hmm. My roommate made me, so, you know, I really can't complain either. <laughs> All right, so yes, um, let's get into it. Um, how are you quarantining people? Because I know for me, it's not easy. I'm taking it day by day. <laughs> and me, it's okay to not be okay right now. It's okay. For me, I'm just at an eternal stage of restlessness. Like, I want to nap, but I can't nap. I take, I have a plan to nap, but then I just lay there and never nap with the plan to nap. And it's just, I'm restless. It's not much you can do. I don't have the energy to do anything, but I don't want to have to do anything that makes me exert a certain amount of energy. It's a weird conundrum in life. <laughs> no, I definitely get it. Cause like I'm up to 6am like every night and it just is because it's like no consequence to going to bed on time like not if you don't do that what's the consequence you can literally roll over sign into work and you know things will get slow around lunchtime take a nap like so there really is no consequence to not going to bed on time and so you're gonna do it you're gonna push it to the limit it's just an over it's an over underwhelming feeling of just continuity Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got to get up and go to work. Some of us are also homeschooling children. Mm. Some of us aren't at work. And so we're just home, bored. <laughs> Doing nothing. Yeah. Some of us are faking the work from home. I won't throw any names or, you know, elbows out there. <laughs> but I know that there are a lot of people who are faking the work from home. And working from home. Yes. I mean, there are just some jobs that require access. There are just some jobs that, let's be real, you really can't do from home. You're not going to sit there and do it. If your job requires you to log into some shit and grab these documents, if you have a very document-heavy job, not working. Stop lying. I'm sorry, not working. <laughs> it's a lot of people who are, the, the, definitely the pace has slowed down. I mean, the economy slowed down. But um, I just, I want us to open back up again. That's what I want. Like, I really want us to open back up again. Um, I, guess- I just wanted, so, <laughs> I want us to open back up so people don't feel the urge to sneak off to get dick and vagina because it's not essential. Thank Go ahead. You. I don't know who needs to hear this, but say it again, Sha. Dick and vagina are not essential it's not it's not essential and there's people out here who are breaking quarantine girl risking it all stay your ass at home i know people 
I may have been people. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And we were on quarantine. This is day 60-something, maybe. I don't know. I stopped counting after, like, March 32nd. I stopped counting. <laughs> left. Yeah, I just know it's been um, two months. I know that. It's been two months. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know specifically how many days, but it is May, and um, the last day I went to work was March 13th. It is now May 15th, and yeah, so it's been two months for me. So, I mean, so how are you doing, child? You touched on it for a second as a parent. You said some of you were, of us are homeschooling. How so, you- I mean, I appreciate the work that the teachers have done, but I get a little agitated in my day because, I mean, I appreciate you, but you calling me two, three times in a week. I work a full-time job from home. Right. So I cannot sit there and help him with his homework the eight hours you think I'm going to sit there and help him with his homework because you don't sit there and help him with his homework for the eight hours. So I don't know what you think is going to happen, ma'am. I mean, I appreciate it, but it's it's a headache because these kids are on a different kind of schedule. I don't know about everybody else's kids, but my kids like to snack every other hour, maybe two hours. I don't know if that's how... <laughs> I highly doubt it, but every time, it's like every 90 minutes to 120, it's, hey, can you think they got worm in their ass? I think it's boredom. I think that that's what a lot of us are going through, honestly, in quarantine. You're so bored that you just snack all day. That's true. You got shit else to do. It's something to do. And I don't know about other parents, but you got to make sure the kids got those quick snacks. Because I'm not going to get up and keep making you food. You don't get a fruit snack and a banana and call it a <laughs> a baby bell in there, some crackers. Make it happen. <laughs> Listen, um, also, you know who I wonder about? People who um, have roommates. Because, you know, you're, li- you're stuck in the house with somebody and you don't necessarily get along with this person. You don't necessarily like this person. Shit, you don't necessarily know this motherfucker. I mean, because some people got their roommate off of Craigslist. Or that roommate app. I can't remember what it's called, but one of my friends was used to roommate app. And he was like boasting about it. I was like, bro, ew, I have roommates. I mean, though. And they don't pay rent. <laughs> All on me. It's like, these are the kind of roommates people literally try to evict to get away from. But on the roommates, it has gotten real serious in quarantine because recently there was a roommate who was charged with stabbing her roommate who apparently was making a lot of comments regarding her drinking. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a stressful time. Wait, so the lady was like a drunk and then she got upset about the- I did not confirm or deny if she was a drunk. (laughs) For all I know, maybe she started to drink an extra glass of wine a day and her roommate- who may be approved? Uh-huh. Who may take one drink a month is all it takes. Who felt maybe having a glass of wine every night was a problem and thus tried to brand her alcohol. It was like, you know, I'm concerned about your drinking. It is a time of quarantine. Sometimes you gotta shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, that's crazy. Like, she should have drank a little bit more. Maybe she wouldn't have gave a fuck and maybe she wouldn't have stabbed her roommate to death. She was like, she was making comments. And I mean, if you keep hearing that from your roommate, you're stuck at home. There's not much else to do. Like you said, you don't really like this person. 
survival means being able to pay $200 less in rent sometime. And in New York, that's survival. So you may not like that person, but that $200 less in rent means a lot. And you definitely don't know this person because had you known this person, you wouldn't have tried it. You would have shut up because you would have known this chick is crazy and she don't play like that. So let me just stay in my lane and mind my business. You know what I mean? So with that being said, if anybody's out there looking for roommates, tell us how you find your roommates. <laughs> like you go on Facebook and say it's looking for a roommate and like tell me the criteria and all this I, other I stuff. People like use how you met them. I think people use a network too because also like remember like People will put stuff up in, like, the CUNY page, the CUNY law page. Mm -hmm. They'll put stuff up. So, like, I think it's, like, a network or circle thing, hopefully. But for some people, it may literally be a stranger. It's crazy. Well, I'm just going to say that you guys should be a little more careful now that people are out here getting stabbed mm -hmm. over you people's drinking, so. Mm -hmm. And you got to be prepared for situations like back in the day, it was okay for you to say, oh, my roommate's barely home. You can't say that shit now because your roommate yeah. is always home. You know what I mean? Hey, come on. Some people got those roommates that always end up with this random person walking out. Yeah, coming in the house. Random guests. Yeah. I mean, you really can't have random guests at this time unless you're testing them at the door. And I'm sorry. You're not going to dig that up my nose. Yeah. And that's crazy because it's like so because you a hoe you put my life at jeopardy by bringing these random ass people in the house which brings us back to the point that dick and vagina are not essential not stay home i'm staying home i got a whole man and i haven't seen him since the weekend of march like uh 13th i haven't seen him i am sorry but you know people were really concerned about the single girls and guys and what they were going to do but they're out here risking it all for some peen and so, i'm here going crazy i'm subjected to FaceTime. um you know that's the existence of bobby that's how i get to see him that's it that's the extent of my relationship right now I so, like, um, you know and then with how the, you make it do because you're in a whole relationship and then with the sleep schedules, I mean, we might as well be in two different time zones. I mean, if you make it past earlier, I would sleep. I needed to get a nap. I would call. I looked at it. I would call you when I wake up from this nap. I love you, but this sleep is too good right now. I'd be agitated now. People call me like, what are you calling me for? And here's the thing. I don't know if people realize this, but there's this idea that now that everyone's basically locked down, why are you not picking up the phone? I called you. Fuck. I know you're home. Everybody's home. Well, I mean, I could be taking a shit. I could be taking a shower. I could be fucking suck. You don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I don't want to talk to you. I just feel like now that whole instant gratification and just having everyone readily available is so much more in your face right now. Like, I just don't appreciate it. Like, right now, people be texting me. You know, I still be on the Tinder and the Facebook dating because I'm bored. And I mean, I like to talk to people for maybe two or three messages and then by then I'm bored again. But yeah, it's just... Yeah, I have an aunt who refuses to get on FaceTime. Like, she does not care. Like, she would just not... I get agitated. Like, for real. Like, you're impeding upon my me time and all I got is me time. She will call you. You could have a whole conversation with her on the phone, but she does not want to FaceTime with nobody. That's just how she is. And, I, you know, I guess you got to respect it or not fucking talk to her. <laughs> that says I miss all my friends. And it was like, let's FaceTime. And me was like, no, let's not. And it's like, that's how I feel sometimes. Like, I don't want to. That means I got to. Uh, so it's like, I don't want to get out of bed. I'm sorry. 
which brings me to Zoom. Why are we oh the Zoom has I am overwhelmingly over Zoom, y'all. Yeah. The way that like we entered into like quarantine, like with a lot of fear, but also a lot of like, oh, we're gonna get out soon. Like, you know, when I get out energy. And it's like now out because they won't stay home. And then it's also just like, when is this gonna end? Like I think I just don't understand like how much more I could take possibly. I don't know the answer to that. I just know it's hard. It is. It definitely it's hard. It is definitely hard. So the adjustment to be honest is definitely an adjustment. And it's it's something new because as you know, we're is the social distancing enforcement that NYPD is out here supposedly not wanting to be a part of what is a part of, apparently. Oh, that's just their damn benevolent unit or whatever their uh, unit that's saying that. That's NYPD is just back to their old tactics because, you know, when stop and frisk was a thing, um, they only did this in communities of color, low-income communities of color that they so-called labeled as high-crime areas. Um, and they just went in and were just vicious and just is violating people's rights, throwing them to the ground. Which is exactly, exactly what they're doing now. For example, like we were talking the other day and I told you that the parks here in Brownsville are closed. Like, you can't go in the playground. The, the door, the gates are locked, there's bars on it, and et cetera. And yet, you can see tons of pictures across all the media sites of the cops in Washington Square Park and in Central Park, Prospect Park, handing out masks to people who are evidently not social distancing. Mm -hmm. And in the same day, you see them literally with no mask on their face, body slamming someone into the ground. You know, that man, um, Mr. Danny Wright, he has actually had to be hospitalized after that with severe injuries to his neck and back because a husky police officer, uh, <laughs> Mr. Garcia, want to put his knee into his into this man's neck and back. Sir, you are husky. Like, you know, as a child, you wore husky jeans. You know, now as an adult, you wear basically a men's extra large petite. Like, you are a husky. But I was looking at the picture of him, and the cop looks like every guy that hangs out in the Dominican barber shop. I'm not lying. Girl, I'm not even. I'm not even. You say what you say. I don't care. That's the reality of the fact. He looks like every dude I've ever seen sitting in the Dominican barber shop waiting for a shape up. Girl, he looks like us. This is what I be trying to explain to you about, explain to people about NYPD. You are a cop first and everything else second. So how do you expect for us to respect you or at least respect the so-called authority that you give us if you don't even see us as someone that looks like you? Well, you Those people are just like that cop. That, this is why I, I, you know, I as a black person, you know, I'm always going to identify as black first before I identify as a, as a person of color. Um, because I feel that, you know, person of color is um, a broader and larger group of people. And, you know, there is anti-blackness across the globe, across the globe. 
I mean, that's true. The issue happens to be is that we are in a very unprecedented time and ego came into the play and there was a lot of non-social distancing happening that even if you were justified, you risked yourself for ego in a sense. It was a lot of posturing. My only situation with all of that is that be fair and be honest about your mistakes. This is obvious. We've all seen this across various media outlets that there is a discrepancy in how y'all respond to what's happening. Like you're punishing black and brown people, particularly those in the projects and in low income areas who are doubled and tripled up in houses, you're literally punishing them for wanting some free air, some fresh air. Exactly, because that's the thing, like the it's what's troubling is that we don't get consistency. It's certain types of behaviors that are not being punished because of the behavior itself. It's being punished because of the person who's engaging in those behaviors. Because like you said, there's certain parks, Prospect Park, um, you know, Washington Square Park, Central Park, those are parks in predominantly white or gentrified higher income neighborhoods and therefore you know we're not going to police those people in the same way that we're going to police you know communities um that are again of people of color and low income harlem the parks in a majority black areas of harlem because some harlem areas are now extremely gentrified those parks were closed as well mm-hmm. Mark park i believe i believe that was closed as well i have to check with my friend because he was actually quite upset he's like i came out here for a job it was like the parks is open the park's not open that means i gotta run down to central park it's just be mindful that we are going through a very unprecedented time and there are people who you don't know their story you don't know a person's story exactly some people are living with friends and family or extended family. You don't know how many people there are to a room. And everybody has their own room and can say, you know, I'm going to go in my room and take a break from everybody. Like some people don't have that luxury. This is New York City. Projects. Live in small apartments, small, very small apartments. Particularly those whose families are tripled up because listen, it's expensive to live in New York. So if you got a three bedroom, you probably have like two generations living in that three bedroom. You have grandma in there and then you'll have mom and her children. So there's three generations living in that apartment. And this is where it's difficult to self-quarantine or isolate or stay cramped up when there's six of you in a two bedroom apartment two of which people work because they're essential workers. So they're bringing in the outside inconsistently. And then there's those that are home. There's no way to avoid getting sick. There's nowhere to go. So you have, they have to stop being out here judging people because you don't know their stories. Yeah, and you're punishing a person for not having outdoor space. You know, living in an apartment building is very different than living in a home with the front yard and the backyard or living in a building with a doorman that has access to a rooftop. So, um, you know, it's people, like you said, live in very different situations and you don't know that person's situation because I'm sure that, you know, you would not, for example, there was a young mother and her um, daughter on the train and a group of police officers, all men, slammed her on the ground for, quote unquote, not wearing her mask. If she just had it pulled right under her chin, I saw that Facebook video. 
And it's like, come on, you know, again, when it goes back to punishing the person and not the behavior, you would not do that to a white woman. Let's be 100% honest. You would not do that to your wives. There's no way that you would take, look at a, a white woman and slam her on the ground for having her mask pulled down a little bit below her chin. My issue happens to be is that there's no laws out there about this right now. Y'all just throwing out things and that like is necessary, but what's the punishment? Where's the codified law and all of this? Like, this is an executive order, but, you know, our cops don't necessarily know all the laws that they're supposed to be enforcing to begin with. But it, I think there needs to be some decorum in how they're approaching this. And let's be safe here, because if you up there body slamming up someone, there's no social distancing. I've seen a ton of cops in the middle of situations and they have no mask on. You should have them. Y'all fought and cried for the mask. Didn't, didn't your PBA sit there and beg for that? Mm -hmm. So now you have them. Use them. The reality is that we're all in a new game and things are going to have to change. And when this is all over, it's going to be a lot of things that have to be answered for, whether they want to answer for it or not. Right. We're not going to forget and, it. You know, not to drive, drive up on the deep end, but, you know, it's the same old story. When it comes to the criminal justice system, I'm going to just make this blanket statement. You know, it honestly and truthfully, it's meant to snatch back black bodies. You said that. I remember we had a conversation and you said that. And it just yes. really resonated with me because, you know, the only progression that we've made in this country is literally to move from slaves to criminals. When they wrote the 13th amendment it was by design that it was like okay no more slavery unless you've been convicted of a crime so the nypd right now is just using the quarantine this pandemic to take advantage and to lock up black people like out of 40 arrests i think like 35 of them were black people recently in brooklyn something around that number don't don't miss yeah. i mean yes, four was four was hispanic and one was asian and yeah. we only make up i think like about one white person of the total population of the city if we make up up to 20 percent of the total population of the city why are we 90 percent of the arrests precisely so you know i'm just gonna leave that there on the table honey but these people is getting on my nerve you know but i digress you know i really do um, I feel really sorry for the graduate. I've been seeing a lot of stuff recently on my timeline for you know people graduating. Um, I think the graduation was to was supposed to have been today at CUNY Law. Well, I was supposed to graduate with my MPA, and technically, it's just <laughs> yes. And I didn't realize that because of Rona. And then I check an email, and it was like, hey. Would you like to put in your graduation message? I said, moi? <laughs> so, yes, I am graduating. I actually should be having my degree conferred in the next two weeks. So, I'll be Shaniqua Parker, MPA, MSW. Yes. You know, I'm very proud of you because um, I'm not that ambitious. I cannot pursue a law degree and my second master's. Um, so, shout outs to you. Whoop, 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 because you deserve it. Libations. Cheers. Yes, libations. Don't ever. Let me tell you something, y'all. People, this woman tried to tell me she was ready to record, but she ain't had no drink. Don't you ever come to Bar Study Podcast, Love Law, and Libations without some libations. <laughs> the motivation to be great right now. Like, I don't, like, Rona has zapped my motivation. I know. To, and I, I'm ashamed, to be completely honest. Like, 
I'm excited to have this hair because you know it's been it's been a trouble. I don't know about everybody else, but this is not the time to order things because things are not being delivered. Thank you forever. Thank you. They're just sitting in the warehouse. Bath and Body Works takes the longest. When did you order? Deliver. When uh, did you order? I ordered like two weeks ago. Where is my candles? Where I mean, thank God, you know, I had ordered something like when the quarantine first happened. Because mm-hmm. you know, I'm quarantining with a man. <laughs> my father. Daddy alone. I'm in no place to tell my father what to do. I mean, even though I try, but he ain't having it. Um, you know, I'm a girly girl and all that. You know, I'm spending a lot of time and I just let me just say this, men are kind of gross. Okay. <laughs> Period. This simple creature. Men, they just they not like us. Like, you know, like, you know, a, you're not supposed to know women burp or women fart. You know what I mean? Then men are different. They will burp. They will fart. So I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I got my first order from Bath and Body Works. Thank God. But mm-hmm. I'm still waiting on the second one. Should be taking mad long. It's true. The Rona is affecting things. Everything. My mind, my body, my spirit. It's, it's definitely interesting. So the, the standing on the lines at the at the grocery stores, that's new. Yeah, with the whole like six feet apart. Some businesses only allowing ten people in a store. Yes, it just the gets is the worst. The pharmacy's the worst. Oh well, let's move on to dating real quick. So I heard through the grapevine that some of these people are mass fishing. You oh, ask one. Yes, you look good from here <laughs> up. <laughs> Yes, apparently mass fishing is now a real thing, people. Mm. They're coming outside with bedazzled masks on. You know. But they got no teeth? It, it's Just know that some people look really great from the bridge of the nose up. <laughs> you remove it, and it's a different story. That's true. Like, what's wrong with you could be from the nose down. Exactly. And... As I read, makeup right now has, lipstick has gone down dramatically, but I'm always going to have a good lip. But still, it has I gone down. I some lip gloss for you today. I mean, it's really? clean, but it's like lip plumping. Like, it's, I try to be cute. Exactly. I put on a new shirt. I put on a shirt for you. This I did, in fact, get motivation to get outside shirt, but I, I popped the tag for you. It's actually really cute. I'm loving the, the, the boat, you know. The boat situation there. It's going to come to me later. There's a lot going on in my mind. <laughs> Girl. But see, you know, it's, it's an effort. I mean, I was so upset with myself when I found out. When I found out. I could have just laid in bed and watched class. I found that out the last week that I had it all set up. I could have just laid and it could have been comfortable. But you know what? I was motivated to get that through. So school was an interesting situation. I don't know if you heard about some Pratt students was like, look, y'all going to refund us this money because. <laughs> yes. So Pratt, as you know, is one of the schools that do a lot of the fashion. It's like the Fashion Institute of Technology. Oh, you can't do shit from online. It's, yeah, it's a very hands-on. Like, you, like the girl was saying, she was like, you really can't virtually teach us how to sew. So we want our money back. And so they literally have like a class action suit against the school and suing them for their money back. 
I mean, it should at least be prorated. I wouldn't give them all of it. She's not trying to get it all up. The practice, I mean, just to be fair, from a legal standpoint, you know, this is love, law, and libations. I do not have a law degree, and I cannot give legal advice. But, you know, this is my senior year. So, <laughs> I will speak on it. And so, I would prorate it. Um, mm -hmm. Classes, at least for us, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, let's, let's walk away from Pratt because I don't give legal advice. Hypothetically speaking, if your bitch ass was um, semester started in January and then it ended in, in May, okay, lockdown happened officially in New York State um, in March. March 22nd. So, right. So, okay. So that means you got all of January. You experienced that. You experienced all of February. You experienced that. And you basically experienced like a week or so off of March. So you're only going to get back April and May. So you can get two months back. And if you really want to be technical, two months in a week, and that's it. Because you had spring break. Don't forget spring break, boo. I'm not paying you for the whole month of March. It worked. And I think as messed up as it is, because, you know, the school sent out emails asking people how they felt about this. For me, the reality is that eventually we was going to have to move toward a more virtual setting anyway. And law school, as we have seen, is probably one of the last. Law is probably one of the last to kind of embrace this whole virtual meeting situation because they like the face-to-face -face. it's important the whole thing of witnesses and did you sign that it's like it's needed but i think it's a good thing that we were able to do this in this way and the school adapted quite quickly i don't know about everybody else's school but i gotta give cuny props for adapting as quickly as they did yeah i think that you know when it comes to school i think education systems are probably a lot more equipped mm -hmm. to, to handle something like this uh, because if it's talking and lectures and things of that nature, you can be given instruction, you know, via a video. Um, yeah. But because I mean, education has been online for a very long time now, but I think there's a lot of jobs that they weren't prepared for this shit. Like, no. they not fucking prepared at all. Like, I know my job was not prepared. Even, like, at a law firm, you know, we have different practices. So, like, you know, our civil practice was a lot more equipped um, to handle that. Even our juvenile rights practice was a lot more equipped to handle that. But when it came to criminal justice, baby, we doing things like it's the dark ages. Like, no, you got to go to court. And so... Yeah, like I can't help you. Course not open. It's nothing I can do for you, baby. It's nothing I can do. Come back. Brings us to surprisingly some law trivia. The Supreme Court for the first time decided to actually hold their proceedings over the phone. First time in history. You see what I'm saying? When it comes yes, the first time in history. Daddy. Phone's been around forever. Like y'all didn't send a fax one day. Nothing. It was always face to face, like now the day was missed face to face. I'm I'm actually quite shocked. But and they, they did the telephones tweet. They didn't even do the Zoom. <laughs> but hey, at least at least they didn't have to come in. At least they didn't have to come in, girl. I'm actually happy because we, we cannot not. We, we just we need them. We need a large majority of them. I don't know about Clarence Thomas, but that's my plan. I'm gonna keep to myself. Wait, who's playing? Oh, Clarence Thomas says one of the justices. I can't stand that man. Yeah, as soon as you said it, you know who you reminded me of, homie from the Boondocks. I can't with you. <laughs> my mind. You know who I'm talking about too. What's his name? The one with the one eyes, not good. He blinded one eye. Notice something. He does look like him, but now 
I feel like I'm going to keep that to myself because I don't want that to influence my future legal opportunities. <laughs> but he is no Thurgood Marshall. I said what I said. I can't take this shit back now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but he is no Thurgood Marshall, okay? I would just throw that out there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, girl, I'm telling you, I just, uh, I'm just taking it day by day, day by day. You know, earlier I heard the, the sirens in the background when you was talking and that shit just like, I haven't heard them, um, as prevalent in a while, but like still every time you hear those sirens, Mm -hmm. kind of just take pause like and acknowledge it like you know it used to be something that like oh fuck it's messing up the recording like you hear it you know the siren and like now it's like no you need to hear the siren like because it's like you know it's scary like people are dying out here Mm -hmm. and you know new york we got hit really hard there's eight million people in this city we are living on top of each other like, you know, this is a bit unprecedented when the New York City subways are shut down to be cleaned. Like you've never cleaned it in the entire one hundred plus yeah, one hundred and fifteen years or some shit. They like said. you've never shut it down for a clean, a cleaning. Like oh no, girl, that shit is dirty. I've been looking at that shit like mm mm. And so let me say that. Like they stress that. That's all I heard across Channel Five, Channel Four for the first time in its history. Like, that scares me. Like, there's a hundred years of Grom. Well, there was a hundred years of Grom. Yeah. Some of these stations. And you know they didn't clean that shit good. It's probably still about 75 years of Grom left on that bitch. But at least it took off a couple of decades. No, but it's nasty. Like, girl, come on. They probably have not cleaned the subway. For example, I take the G train by my job, right? Hoyt and Skimmerhorn to the school. That is a disgusting station. If you ever take the G train or the A train, you look across, there's a, there's a deserted part of Hoyt yeah, and uh, The station used to be, functionally, it used to be larger. And now they have, like, a track that they don't use. And it does look really fucking scary. Like, there's this, like, dark-ass track in the back that, like, nobody uses. But, like, I bet you they haven't cleaned that shit since Michael Jackson beat it. If you didn't know, a fun fact, Michael Jackson's beat it was shot at Hoyt and Skimmerhorn Station in Brooklyn, New York. In 1983, people, 37 years ago. I'm 37 years old. So you telling me that in that time, in that station has probably not been cleaned because I believe not too far after that, somewhere in the 90s, early 90s, the station was shut down because, you know, we got new letters and stuff. I think the newest station, I think that G was one of the newer stations, maybe, newest trains, but anyway... 37 fucking years. Add that, in addition to the 100 years that apparently they never cleaned the Exactly. I'm about to say, because if it wasn't for Michael, it would have been 115, but because of him, it was 37. I'm appalled. And it stink down there. That's why that shit be smelling like pissing dead rats. That's what the... Let me tell you something. I mean, I know a lot of people love New York. You know, I love New York. I was born and raised here. I adore it. I adore it. It's a disgusting, horrible, wonderful absolutely beautiful place to live it is and so in the summertime nyc there's nothing in the world fucking like it it's lit but at the same token it's just like we have to put up with a lot of fucking shit to live this fucking life you know what i'm saying to have this shit 
Like, you got to put up with it being fucking below fucking zero some days. You got to fucking put up. Every few times. Not below zero, but below freezing. Because, you know, global warming. Yeah, below, freezing. below freezing. We don't be like below. I mean, it'd be no, like it's 32 no. degrees outside. You'd be like, God damn it. It's cold. Could it be 10? When it be 10, we New Yorkers, I mean, as true New Yorkers, be like, now nah, we not going outside. Yeah, motherfuckers are coming to work. They ain't coming to work. And it's it like, the, the smell of piss, the smell of rats, you know, people with mental health issues, you know, we have to deal with a lot of stuff. Like, you gotta really, you become a tough person, for real, for real, and also, in some cases, jaded. Living in Very New York. Um, like, that's why we always wear fucking black and shit, because we ready for war, we ready for whatever. And Which brings me to that jaded part is we sat there and ignored a lot of the little Asian people we seen on the trains, particularly the seven train and then the Q trains, who wore a mask for years. We actually either thought they thought it was weird, gave them a side eye, made snide remarks, but they knew what was coming. You know what? Has y'all, y'all knew what was coming. Y'all have made it a habit of wearing masks, yeah. and now a bunch of us is out here complaining. I say it every day, I can't breathe. It's going to become a, a cultural thing. I really do think so. It's, it's going to become a cultural norm. Because I, I, for one, I'm not taking the train. I'm not going into any crowd, any concert, any space, even an elevator where I'm enclosed with a group of people. I need a mask. I really do. I'm sorry, but it's now, for me, going to be a cultural norm. Right now, I'm still wearing the, the medical ones. I have the medical ones. I ordered some from Fashion Nova because I get to change it up. I have a black one. I have an army fatigue one. Mm. I got one from my job that's this weird yellow print. And so I figured I'm just going to be fashionable about mine and get them into different colors and different prints to yeah. go Maybe it's That's what I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to start ordering ones. You know, I'm gonna get the bedazzle. You know, black, gold. Bedazzle. <laughs> I was gonna go for the prince, but you go ahead and be great, baby. <laughs> you know, I'm extra. I said I want a dog. My homegirl was like, "What kind of dog you want?" I was like, "A Great Dane." You know, we had the conversation of wanting a pet, and at first, I did. I, I think I wanted the pet. But then I realized eventually they're going to make us go back to work. Life's going to go back to some form of new normalcy. And I will not be in the house for 18 to 23 hours. Right. So my dog will be upset. And I'll come back to my, my couch fucked up. Shit on my floor. My kids talk about, oh, I thought you walked the dog. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. I don't want the Peter people after me. I'm good. I hear you. But... Um, yeah, I'm not going to get a dog. I'm not going to get a Great Dane in this apartment. I mean, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> not sweetie. Definitely not. Because I heard they want to go to the bathroom with you and shit. So how is Tom Tom and a Great Dane going to come to the bathroom with me? Like, how's that going to work? They're not going to fit in your New York City bathroom. They're not. Both of them? No, they're not. Because both of them want to be in there. But what I will say is, you know, to, pets are a huge comfort right now. Um, you know, if you're living alone, having a pet is tremendous for your mental health. I'm easily distracted because I want a cigarette. Oh, man. I wish I could have one. I quit. I'm very proud of you. But in the meantime, I'm going to call my sister who's in the other room. Duchess! I need a cigarette. This is not in any way an advertisement for cigarettes. I am a <laughs> 
with cigarettes during the time of quarantine. Yeah, like I have my vices. You know, I like to play with my hair, and I, I need a cigarette. Okay, so let me tell you actually why I quit smoking. <sighs> she said we don't have one. Oh, guess who does have one? <laughs> oh, I got the light one. I want no damn light cigarettes. Ill. No, we're good. I got one. Oh. I got to quarantine with my kids and my sister. And I am happy to have quarantine with people who I wouldn't want to kill by day 33. <laughs> no, so let me tell you why I um, quit. So I quit because I was sick. Like, I dead ass. You know, I got sick, um, like, March 22nd, around that time. I remember you told me. And, you know, I had the headaches, the body aches, um, the night sweats. Um, my eyeballs was hurting. felt like they were about to bulge out of my eye. So I definitely believe I had the coronavirus, you know, even though I was not tested for um, COVID-19. But when you have those symptoms and then also coupled with, um, shortness of breath because it's once I broke the fever, huh? I say it's usually assumed because they rather you not come into the right because I had a nurse tell me not to come into the hospital unless you have you know severe symptoms because um, you know you could risk exposure. Um, that's number one, and then number two, um, you know, if you're not having severe symptoms then, you know, you can kind of just stay home and, and battle it. So, you know, I broke fever, and when I broke fever, that's when the shortness of breath started. And that was crazy because, you know, not being able to breathe is a very scary feeling. Absolutely. Um, because it happens naturally, so when you can't do it, it's like, how do I breathe? Exactly. Like that Chris Brown song, it's like, how can you breathe with no air? <laughs> and then, that, well, that's the wrong song. My bad. How can I breathe with no air? <laughs> I was like, it was coming to me. I'm sorry, Chris Brown. I started singing the other song. Can't be without you. And the house all over the world tonight. We really should not be singing breathing songs. World tonight. Okay, that's it. Don't give him more than 30 seconds because I ain't paying for that shit. I am that's not paying for breathing because he is rich and I am not, and I'm not paying him, so we will cut that. So about how long did you feel, how long did you feel sick for? About how long did you feel? I, it? I would say a total of two weeks, because it definitely took me um, a week to like, you know, with the fever. Um, my fever peaked at like 100 and 1.9. It never, it never really hit 102, but I would say, um, you know, a week once I was. I was in the bed for a week. Once that, um, I broke the fever, I started to recover. And then within that second week of recovery, I want to say maybe two to three days into the week, I started with the shortness of breath. So, you know, I contacted my doctor, my family doctor, shout out to him. You know, if you black, get you a black doctor if you can, because you're treated like a person, not a number. And that's what that God, that man saved my life because I was put on three different medications for shortness of breath and antibiotic, like liquid albuterol and some other steroid, like to open up my lungs. 
Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, within maybe two days of starting the medication, I could feel a difference. Um, Cause like I was walking to the bathroom and I had shortness of breath, just walking to the bathroom. Could that not- was what a lot of the other patients were saying was just simple things as walking to the bathroom mm-hmm. was taking a lot out of them. Yeah. Um, not being able to taste or smell. That's definitely a, a telltale sign of the virus. Um, but you know, it's the household remedies for me that, that, um, broke the fever you know there's a lot of like hysteria around the illness and not enough talking about recovery so for me now you know I realize health is wealth and so I just don't smoke cigarettes no more because I know what it feels like not to be able to breathe and I was a heavy smoker I was not like you I know I was a heavy smoker so for me you know I would do like a packet every two days so for me, you know, that's like 10 cigarettes a day. Yeah. Yeah, anywhere from five to 10 cigarettes a day, maybe three days a pack of cigarettes might last me max. But yeah, so for me, I feel much better. It took, I would say, about a month for my lungs to fully heal. Like, so I didn't really feel better until the end of April. I noticed a, a huge difference in my lungs. But about a month and a half until you felt close to normal. Yeah. So I would say my lungs are definitely, um, I wouldn't say they're 100%, you know, but I would say it's, it's pretty close to it. Pretty close I mean, you're going to recover. It's going to take time. As an asthmatic, I was scared to death. So I will give shout outs to my boss and my agency because they did kind of mosey into place with a good contingency plan they were mindful of staff and one of my concerns being the fact that it wasn't just about me i have two boys with moderate asthma and so the concern was what if i was to give it to them additionally what if i was to get sick because i'm the primary breadwinner like the only breadwinner and it's it's a lot of concern so i can i can definitely see parents out there and i give the utmost respect to the parents who are essential workers and first responders because you're always balancing the needs of others and the needs of your family and yourself and to go to work every day and save other people while at the same time considering your family is something i don't think any of us who aren't going through it can understand And I, yeah, I definitely want to give a little shout out to my dad. Maybe getting on my nerve or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, he definitely held it down because during that time, like, he was basically taking care of me and nursing me. And he was sick himself. He didn't say anything. And, you know, my dad does have underlying health conditions. So I was very scared. Um, for him, I would say it was definitely much longer. Like, I would say it was like two months for my dad, almost two months for my dad recovery. Because, you know, I'm not hearing him cough and stuff like that like he used to. Because, you know, when you're a diabetic, um, you know, it takes longer for you to heal. And it was definitely damage to my lungs. I could feel it. Like, it was sore. My, My back was sore. And it was the lungs, like all up under here, like the chest. It only takes a lot for you to breathe. Like yeah, that's, that's a whole frame. It's a whole chest system, and I think yes. that's another issue. And then laying down fucks you up. You need to sit up. If you can sit up in a chair, sit up in the chair because, because the gravity helps bring the air through. You gotta let it help. Being in that bed is gonna make you feel like your lungs is laboring. 
have lots of hot tea, lots of citrus, lemon, lime, oranges, everything, lots of citrus. You know, as a Caribbean person, you know, we have our remedies with, you know, turmeric, onion, and, and not onion, but like garlic and, 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 and lime and rum and honey and all these different, you know, concoctions that we have. Um, definitely, you know, if you believe in those remedies, take advantage of it. You know, even if you don't, put honey in your tea. If you don't know anything else, um, put your little concoction together. And, you know, now I'm on a different path where, um, you know, I remember as a kid, I used to take castor oil in the morning. That shit is nasty. Castor oil. That shit that people put in their hair. You know, Jamaican, oh, black, Jamaican black castor oil. Imagine having to take a, 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 a spoonful of that in the morning. I always had to do that as a kid. Surprisingly, my family was the same way. And I think I that... You, you got Jamaican in your blood. Well, Yeah. Surprisingly, I had no idea to lead it on in life, which is weird. But I think that's a lot of us have these little traditions and these little family things, home remedies that we use. But I'm really glad that you're recovering. Yeah. And I think now there's something that more of us can focus on. Like I told you earlier, I just feel an eternal sense of restlessness. And so I don't want anybody to feel like if you didn't accomplish, if you didn't rearrange a bedroom, rearrange a closet, do something new to your house. I don't know, paint your walls and stuff. I don't know, start that new business. business all that bullshit. And now, if you didn't do any of that, don't feel as if you didn't accomplish anything because we are actually living in a very strange time. And people are experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder in these two months. The social worker in me has seen it happen. Like people are, they don't know, we're social beings at our heart. This is who we are as humans. So to be home, and a lot of us home with the same two, three individuals, or even alone, it's really taking a toll on people's mental health. Yeah. And forget it. Shout out to therapists who are out here doing, you know, um, things over the phone, over video, you know, shout out to them because, you know, I definitely have my talks with my therapist. I started journaling um, because I speak to my therapist once a week. So there's things that happen throughout the week that, you know, on the day I speak to her, it may not be in the forefront of my mind, but I want to get those things out, like, you know, a to-do list on the things I need to work on. Well, you can also do that, people, for your doctor, because a lot of times we'll go to the doctor and feel rushed, and for like the 15 minutes to 30 minutes that I was sent with the doctor, you can't get it. No. If you see a doctor twice a year, make sure you keep track of these little symptoms. So be like, yo, on May, I had this weird rash, but it's gone now, but it was there. And so you have these conversations. Don't feel the urge to just be like, everything's fine. This is time that you pay for. You get yeah, to discuss you, you don't know. That. And things that you may think is normal or you come to learn to live with, you know, you don't necessarily have to. And this can be somebody out there to help you with that, whether that be your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health. You know, I've been tapping into more of my spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know, I decorated my room a little bit. You know, I'm tired of being on these Zoom conferences with bare ass walls, but I do have a good friend. Yes, we did. We was online, girl, talking about what we gonna get, what we gonna do, what we gonna hang up. And in. order for me, it took longer. I have prime. I will be honest. I have grown quite accustomed to my two day shipping. Okay, I'm spoiled, girl, with that prime, and prime is not no it's happening. This is another thing we have to get used to. So. That whole yes. 
Speaking of Amazon and any online grocery delivery service, alcohol delivery service, you feel like you won the motherfucking lotto when you want to tell for delivery. So this is just for podcast listeners, you know, those who love us. If you really are looking to try to get your order, I have noticed that the best time to try to order is right around midnight seven and two on Sundays because people are at church usually. And apparently on a Sunday in the in the morning, afternoon. I always end up getting a food kick for the next day. I got an Amazon for two days later. So I mean I slip in on that time. I guess yeah. most people are too concerned with church. I was blessed on a Friday, you know, I just happened to you know, be fucking around on my phone. And I was like, you know, I always leave my stuff in the basket. So, you know. Oh, wait, I, I leave the same because I order the same things. Yeah. So, you know, I went to the basket and, you know, um, I just happened to add a couple things. And I noticed, oh, shit, wait, it's such and such a clock. It's, oh, it's minutes to 12. So I went ahead and hit the cash out. And <laughs> first, you know, I didn't see no time. And I hit that refresh button at 12 on the dot. I got me a time for two days later, girl. Two days later. I got it. I was so happy. So damn happy. Things have definitely changed in my neighborhood over these last two months. Initially, there were no lines in the supermarket. um, But now there are lines in all the supermarkets. Uh, You see a lot less people out without masks. They still are not social distancing. But I mean, when you're cramped up in a tiny apartment with a bunch of people, a little bit of air is, is you're just happy to have it. It's it's definitely I'm over it. I like you said I'm over it. I wanna I wanna get off of punishment. So with that being said, stay home, people, so we can get off of punishment Girl, before in this day. I don't know. They're supposed to have. I remember the initial like um you know New York State on pause thing was supposed to be till today, May fifteenth, and now I'm hearing oh you know it's till June first. Uh, yeah, they actually stayed, I believe, till June something. And then, you know, I, myself. I don't know if I had a nightmare or I was, you know, just on social media and came across something or I don't know, but something was, or maybe the scientists project will be inside until September. So there was actually a report that I believe so part of it is that those infectious disease doctors are being honest and there's going to be another World wave. Health organization, right? And yeah, that's, yeah, there's going to be another wave because this is a national incident. This is an international worldwide pandemic and things happen in waves. It's going to be those who are now, our numbers are going down, but that's not to say, for example, when they opened up Georgia and Florida, their numbers went up immediately, like by the thousands. Right in a few days of opening back up beaches and such. New York, ain't, we're not prepped for that. We're too densely populated. We're not those other states and cities. We are on top of each other. It's just who we are as a city. So we can't open up like everyone else. I heard that some parts um, of New York State, upstate, was opening up. But yeah. the way they presented it made it, it's a falsehood. Like, because it's really just, like, construction workers, factory workers, and, like, you know, street vendors. Well, actually, one of my friends up in Albany, because I had just found out that my local beauty supply store opened up, and I was extremely conflicted because I'm woke, and I wanted to first find out to see if they were Black-owned, because Black people work in there, so I wanted to make sure I'm Black-owned, and then I realized I don't want to be casket-ready 
for a good lace front. So I'm just gonna continue to order my hair from Amazon and hope for the best. Yeah, I'm not prepared yet. It's just, I don't think that we should open up. And I've seen people protesting for, you know, their right to open up. You can open up your business and all, but I won't shop at it. Yeah, I'm not going to be, you know, running to the streets of New York City. You know, I think probably one of the first things I'll do is go see Jim, you know, and I'll go see, you know, friends. But I'm not going in the street. Like, I'll come to your house. If they open up New York City, I'll come to your house, girl. And we can watch TV like we used to do. And I mean, that's what we used to do before. Fine, girl. And we could order some food and shit. That's what we used to do before. It'd be... I love the food. I, listen, girl, I love the... um. Because I have Seamless and, you know, Uber Eats. And I love the options in your neighborhood. Because I'm out here in the desert in Queens. <laughs> All the way deep, deep in Queens, like, in Long Island. I'm in fucking basically. I'm in Hollis, Queens. Bitch, I'm in Long Island. Okay, ain't shit over here in Hollis, Queens. I'm so, so sorry. I definitely. We sh I should. Oh damn, you can't eat. You can't eat them crab legs. But I should come over here. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Lately, I've been eating crab legs. I don't know what's going I'm on. Come over your house when they okay when they open up outside. I'm only thing I'm gonna do is come to your house. We're going to order some of that. You know how they have, like, the the seafood broil thing? Yes. But, I actually just got one, like, two weeks ago because there's three places by me. But one of them does these. I can't remember the name of it. But, God, I love them. Because they do the little balls. You get jerk butter. You get a spicy butter. They do all kinds of little different butter flavors. And you get mussels. You get crabs. Anyway, I want to talk about it because I'm going to get hungry. I'm going to want Exactly. Now. Because that's what I want to do. That's all I want to do is come near. When they open up outside, I'm going to go see my man first. Handle your business. At this point, once you yeah, have free, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to different friends' houses. I'm gonna go to my different friends' houses. I want to see this friend, that friend, that friend. I ain't going outside in these streets. I'm going to my friends' house. There is a benefit now because I will give you this: New York City restaurants and bars have adapted. That if maybe your favorite bar or restaurant has a menu that's deliverable, and they'll make you a cocktail, you get your favorite little meal from them and make it a day at home. Girl, because I'm tired of it. All I drink is fucking Jameson and ginger ale. I don't know how to make cocktails like that. I was just telling somebody, it's so different when the bartender makes it for you. It just tastes like love and appreciation. And it hits a little different. When, I'm like, when I make my Jack and Honey at home, it's just like, my Jack Honey and Ginger is just like, okay. But when the bartender the makes it, it's a little you said one of the kids ain't closed a bottle of soda, right? Yeah, throw the flat shit. Roommates. Like roommates, man. <laughs> okay, I do have one complaint because my daddy keeps eating up all the fucking red onions. We have red onions and we have white onions. White onions is for cooking. Red onions is for salad sandwiches. Because, you know, the... the he made it into everything the he used fries, the, So, like, I know, like, two days ago, I made a sandwich. Two days ago, I made a sandwich. I cut open a whole big red onion. I go back today to make a sandwich. What happens with a whole big ass red onion? Maybe he made a sandwich. Maybe he made a salad. Maybe he made a tuna or a chicken salad. You like think he made twenty? You think he made twenty chicken or tuna or regular sandwiches? Cause no, he put. He, now I'm getting hungry. He cooked with it. He cooked with it, and it's a shame to cook with red onions. Because now they actually caramelize really. They have a I mean, but they lose their color, and the fragrance is so light. I think that they're best enjoyed raw. But that's just me. 
but you know I digress. I'm not gonna make a whole thing about it, but you know when you in quarantine, <laughs> about a month everything ago, like, matters. Like that's not what that's for. I can't do. I can't. <laughs> so this has been a trying time for us all, and I'm I'm going to be super excited when they let us out for the two months over the summer before they lock us back down in September. They're gonna that's, let us out for two months. That's after that's my into existence. That it doesn't matter. Are they? Are they not? Well, they will because I because we set up. I'm, I'm gonna speak it because that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna let us free for two months. If I act the food for June, July, summer, August. Yeah, but I don't think that. I don't think that you may be right. I don't know if classes will resume normally. I, I don't, I'm worried because you know they don't. They're gonna try to avoid you know when people gather in large groups and clusters, which we can't do in New York City. For example, the class we have for property, okay. eight, eight of us in that sixty-six of us, sixty-six to eight of us. It's a double number of motherfuckers of us. In that damn class. In property, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a law school class. That's not, I mean, undergraduate classes sometimes are larger than that. So, and elementary school and public school classes are about 20 to 30 students in the classroom. Right. You can't social distance at all. It's not feasible to do it how you think you want to do it. Otherwise, that means you got to hire more people. You got to build bigger buildings. It's, we ain't got no money or time for that. We're going to be at home with internet and Zooming our lives away. I hope so, because I had a friend that said, you spend all that time decorating that room. As soon as they open up outside, you're going to be like, bye room. But I like my room. I don't want to say bye. This is my domain. My room is so cute. I got a little black mermaids back here with afros giving me life. See, so I just went and got the Pisces, because that's what I am. So it's my favorite. Fish. My other fish is hiding down below. She doesn't have nipples, so it's not sexual. Oh. She ain't got no nipples, so it's not sexual. Fuck that Instagram. No nips, no no problem. <laughs> oh, I love you. I miss you. This is such a great, great episode. You know, so just just me. till we meet again. Till we meet again. So as you guys have seen, this has been another episode of. The bar study. <laughs> and we had love. We discussed love. We discussed law. We discussed libations. Yes, and libations. And as she has already stated, we are not lawyers and we cannot offer legal advice. But what we can tell you is stay home. Dick and vagina is not essential. No, it's not, folks. Wash your hands and wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And a mask on your dick, too. Bye. Sharam. <laughs> And it's a wrap, folks. That was a lovely, lovely episode of Bar Study Podcast, where we discuss love, law, libations. You could catch us on Instagram at Bar Study Podcast. And our email is barstudypodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me at theratchetprofessional.com. And remember, folks, we do not give out legal advice. Good night.